You're listening to DraftKings Network. Diane the Cooligans, we're talking about the drama that is PSG, okay? <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's some messy issues, and there's some crime issues. Uh, we also uh, talk MLS playoffs, MLS decision day, NWSL playoffs, a lot to discuss today. That's right. Plus, we talked to Jay Demerit. You probably remember him from his time in the Premier League. Prior to that, he got his team Wofford up to the Premier League. And we also talked to him about his time at the men's national team and what it's like to play against Mexico in Mexico and some of the wild stories that have happened to him. That and more today on the Cooligans. Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger. And you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians, the Cooligans, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, baby. Yes. Yes. Let's go. Come on. Let's do this. Let's get ready, everybody. Hello. Welcome <laughs> to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. Oh, my God. <laughs> my name is Alexis Guerrero. <laughs> okay. We're your favorite stand-up comedians. The host of Funny Soccer Show right here on Football Sports Network. Let's go. We got so much to discuss. But it also happens to be the girliest, but you already know that. Ah, ah. <laughs> okay. All right. This this is going to be the the... 2x speed uh, <laughs> version of this show because it's going to be j- uh, jam-packed with hot soccer content, okay? Bruh, can you watch this at times one and a half speed on FUBO? <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> People are like, did I hit a button? What's happening to these two? Uh, a lot to go over today. Uh, uh, we're excited about today's guest uh, because we're going to be joined by Watford legend, USMNT legend, Jay Demerit, okay? Bro, uh, US men's national team legend. Legend, got Wofford into the Premier League. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Captain we, is an American? Yeah, that's right. You know, him and us, we have basically the same resume. All right. You know, honestly, when I was reading his, I'm like, oh man, I think I, I picked up my, my mistake. You know, and then I realized, oh no, 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 Yo, somebody some, else. Somebody's been copying off my paper. Right? <laughs> I ain't copy, paste, cut the whole nine, my guy. <laughs> so Jason Merritt will, uh, will join us in a little while to uh, talk to him. USA, Mexico. It's a obviously big international window this week. Uh, also, you know, uh, Comable World Cup qualifiers are back uh, on Football Sports Network, so we have to uh, a lot to discuss there. We should probably start with Lionel Messi, who is a big. He's a big uh, fixture. He's a big uh, highlight when it comes to uh, uh, South American World Cup qualifying. Uh, he plays for PSG. I don't know if you heard of this guy, uh, but he's currently injured and he's not uh he hasn't been playing uh for his club but he gets a call up to the argentinian national team and apparently this rubbed some people the wrong way (laughs) hey look what are you gonna not call him in he's Lionel messi and also you signed a contract where you let him state that argentina was his priority so this was gonna happen you know Yeah, I don't know. If you, what like, the, if you let your man go out with another woman and then he's like, yo, I'm going to spend the night there, you can't be mad. You know what I mean? <laughs> you said I could go out on the date. You know how dates work, right? <laughs> I mean, the date ain't over, even though the calendar is now at another date. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, the, I don't know what uh, the exact injury is. Uh, I, I, I think it's maybe a leg injury. Uh, you know, we, we even when we were there, uh, he, he, took, a, he took some kind of a knock. Um, but he hasn't really been 
thriving at PSG, even when he's been in the domestic league. And he's been great in Ch- in uh, Champions League, but you know the sure, issue sure. is you know he hasn't been great in the domestic league. And I think even Pochettino came out recently and said, you know, this is this league is more physical than the Premier League, which I think surprised a lot of people. Uh, but it's like kind of his way of saying, like, relax, you know, Messi's just kind of getting used to the fact that it's not Osasuna every weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I would say I, I would say it's maybe it's more physical than La Liga. Right. But then the Premier League, I mean, it's a, it does a bunch of thugs out there. Yeah. Have you heard of Burnley? <laughs> Are you sure? Speaking of thugs, there's a lot going on at PSG. Uh, we'll right, get yeah, to it. There's more, there's more to discuss. But the, in, interestingly enough, the, the sporting director at PSG was just simp- simply said, quote, it doesn't make sense. It was just, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. just like, what? They, I like, you, you know this is official way, right? <laughs> you know like, this on the record what you're about to say here. I love, I love like just not hold, not pulling any punches. Just he's like he's like fam, make it make sense. He won't play for <laughs> no. us, but he's gonna go play for his his country. Oh, so you too injured to play for us, but you could go through TSA pre-check. <laughs> you got your so, clear ready? <laughs> you good? So it, it it begs the question: Should he even be playing in these in these? Uh, in these games, in these World Cup qualifiers. I know they're important, but Argentina is pretty much a lock for, for second place and, and to qualify. Nah, he just wants to go hang out with his homies. He's down there for the vibes. You feel okay. me? <laughs> I, look, I don't... I, I know there's a, you know, there's a potential uh, reason to play, right? It's for your national team. It's clearly what his passion is. But take it off. You know, relax. Sit on the bench. Come off as a sub if you have to. I mean, come yeah. on as a sub if you absolutely have to. Uh, you know, you're injured. Get right. But look, the national team is his club and the club is his training stint. That's kind of how he views it. PSG, (laughs) he's just here to get me ready for the World Cup. Yes, I I, I summer at Parc de Prince. Uh (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very chill vibe. We don't diet when we out here. You know, speaking of uh, PSG. Right. Oh, my God. This is Diallo over gullied. Yeah, Uh, this is uh, allegedly. <laughs> so this is the the news. Uh, a, a player uh, for the PSG women's side, um, you know, and it, and it, it it mimics the the story we're all familiar with uh, with Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. So uh, apparently, allegedly, she had hired uh, Diallo had hired uh, uh, thugs to attack uh, one of her teammates that the, that the plays player the same that plays position. in front of her. Yeah, right. But also plays in front of her on the national team. Right. So she's thinking, all I got to do is be better than this person. And then she was like, wait a minute. Or <laughs> this person can't play better than me. This How is- do I do that? She supposedly, again, allegedly. So what we do know is there's two masked men who dragged Kira Hamarawi. I hope I'm pronouncing that Ham- cor- Hamrawi, correctly. Hamarawi, I think it's pronounced. Yeah, Hamarawi. Yeah. Uh, they dragged her out of her car and beat up her legs, which, you know... If if you're if you're a comedian, right, and mm-hmm. I'm I can't get a spot because of you, and for some reason two masked men drag you out of out of your car and mm-hmm. just beat up your hands until you can't hold <laughs> so the I microphone, hold the mic, right. you'd be like, mm, you know, I don't think this was a robbery attempt, you right, know. Right. So they, very clearly, th- this was done on purpose so that she couldn't play. And then here comes Amanita Diallo being like, I could play, and they're like, All right, go ahead, you in. So this is not looking great. And look, Kira Hamarari is still in the hospital. I don't know if she's still in the hospital. She's still injured. Uh, right. 
and uh, she's in recovery. So hopefully they get arrested. Uh, So they they are there. Clearly some sort of evidence to to suggest that she was involved uh, in this. But this you just I've never heard of this in definitely in the in the soccer world. I mean, you know, there's yeah. People want to you. You want to play, but what? What when you want to play and there's a player ahead of you that is, let's say, better than you, uh, and you can't get minutes. What do you do? You ask for a transfer. You say, "Let me go somewhere where I can play." What is the the urgency? <laughs> you don't be like, "Yo, you know what? You know, be great is if this person had no knees." You know what I mean? <laughs> and they can't lose much. That's not how you handle it. You right, train right. harder. I just, I just hope she doesn't get Kareem Benzema as her attorney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, the, the French need to sort a lot yeah. of stuff out right now. Bro. Yo, the French, we should do an all or nothing France. Just all every French national team player, man or woman, a gets a camera following them all times. Episodes, <laughs> yo, <laughs> shit, they overgullied as a country. Goulade. <laughs> All right, Christian, let's talk a little uh, let's talk a little MLS, because imagine this has come up in the past where, you know, the officiating hasn't really been up to snuff, you know, but imagine mm-hmm. the officiating like was so bad. Film, Alexis. <laughs> I mean, where are we still talking about? I mean, uh, <laughs> she wants to be the goalkeeper now. Oh, no, run. Uh, <laughs> if, let's just say imagine the goalkeeping. I forget. Forget what I was saying. Imagine the officiating was so bad. That another the official from another game mm. bumped you out of the playoffs. <laughs> Wouldn't you be furious? Right. And we're talking, look, the, the Western, we'll, we'll try to sum up as much as possible. But the Western Conference uh, decision day was pretty intense. LA Galaxy knocked Here's out how of the intense playoffs. it is. Colorado Rapids have a bye. <laughs> Colorado <laughs> Rapids. I mean, just... An incredible year. Like we, Who picked no that? After the year they had last year to this, uh, it's incredible. Uh, Insanity. I mean, uh, absolutely. Shouts to Robin Fraser, uh, who c- has completely turned that team around. And they're looking like the you know the Colorado Rapids team of of old. You know the who won MLS Cup in the past. It's not impossible, right? And it's so, a bunch of players that like other teams didn't. Want. I mean, it's pretty great. I love I love how no, it's all set up. LA Galaxy, right? They knocked yeah. out the playoffs. They 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 end up tying three three against Minnesota. But that wasn't the, they needed to win that game and did not. But that wasn't even the 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 result that really not that knocked them out of the playoffs. It was RSL Sporting Kansas City. RSL wins this game one nil thanks to a late goal, um, wild sequence. Justin Miram with a bicycle kick. Damia Krylock uh, taps it in. Uh, incredible one nil. And then Sporting it was a bicycle kick pass. A bicycle, you don't you don't see those <laughs> no. too often. The it feels like a, the it bike. feels like too much, <laughs> but I gotta tell, it was perfectly right. <laughs> so, um, but because of this result, it, uh, Sporting Kansas City uh, for that loss uh, ends up in third place in the Western Conference, and uh, RSL jumps over uh, LA Galaxy uh, due to uh, a better uh, goal differential, but. The, the 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 controversial non call. Mm-hmm. There was a handball, a obvious obvious handball by Justin Glad. Uh, Roger Espinoza is about to uh, settle the ball, uh, probably uh, you know uh, off the chest, and Justin Glad in front is, of goal. Like, 
in, in front, front of, goal, of the goal. I mean, it definitely inside, inside, almost inside the six yard box, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and the and Justin guy looks like he's about to do an Allen Iverson crossover with this ball, <laughs> bro. Uh, <laughs> he legitimately he tapped it around <laughs> around Espinosa and then went the other way. Yeah, it looked like he was and winning. He looked like he was gonna pull Roger Espinosa's shirt over his head and then kind of like do a little stutter in front of okay, him. Okay, half glad, half amazing out here. I, I, because, oh, I didn't know Justin Glass' nickname was Hot Sauce. <laughs> oh, my guy. It was wild. And so VAR it, it wouldn't was, look at it. They, so they, they didn't. I don't, I don't even understand this scenario where, where they you have VAR and they didn't even look at it. And then. Bro. But then a couple uh, uh, the next day. Pro puts out a statement being like, yo, oh, I see what happened. Okay, oh. I didn't know the cameras were on. <laughs> and yo, you right. You right. We did make a mistake. You know, my- we didn't see that angle. That's my <laughs> fault. We didn't see the main camera slow motion angle that caught a hand dribble the whole time. <laughs> and they just they just uh, completely owned up to to the mistake. And I mean, wow. As a as a. Fan of the, if you're, I mean, if you're the LA Galaxy, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be upset. Even Peter Ramiz, upset about the loss, but he's also, he was like upset not only for Sporting Kansas City losing. Right. He was like, "Yo, this is embarrassing, and this is, uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed." Even also for the Galaxy and all the other teams that 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 this uh, uh result affected. So he said, for the first time, he's embarrassed to be a part of MLS, and he was a part of MLS when there was a team. Called the fusion. (laughs) He was there during Chivas USA. And now he's embarrassed. That's how bad this is. That's how bad this is. Right, yeah. He was he was one he was around when FC Cincinnati were in the league, bro. Bro. Dude, cover your eyes, cover your ears, kids. No. So so, uh, incredible was obviously decision day was uh was wild and and we're obviously excited to look forward to the MLS playoffs. There's gonna be a lot of big games. And then we we should also talk about uh, play, uh, playoffs that are currently happening the nwsl playoffs uh, we are we now know who are the the final four um uh, uh ol rain against the washington spirit thorns versus the red stars yeah the red stars but the the first uh you know we got to pour one out for gotham fc lost to the red the stars, homies one nil a goal uh, by Mallory Pugh knocked them out of the playoffs. Uh, a good game. The but two man, players, they traded away. <laughs> one passed to Mallory right. Pugh, the other one <laughs> who scored. Uh, Womack, uh, you know, I believe et, her name was. At two, Mallory, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Maybe we shouldn't have traded them away. At uh, no, two, two Pugh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but look, it was uh, a great, great season for, for Gotham FC. A lot of things, you know, have continued to change and progress from where they were a couple years ago. So hopefully that continues in the, in the, in that direction. And eh, it's Carly Lloyd's final, final match ever. Yeah. How crazy is that? A shame that, uh, you know, ended in a, in a loss, but it, it is what it is. That, that is the uh, NWSL playoffs. The other, uh, the other game, Washington Spirit uh, knocked out the Courage 1-0. They won uh, uh, in extra time and um, a, a goal from Ashley Hatch. But really the, I mean, Trinity has been a beast this season. And I think I called that, by the way. Right. A, a golden boot uh, winner, yeah. Ashley Hatch. But but Trinity Rodman, I think, was it, it was her shot that the keeper couldn't save that that led to, to led to the goal. But Trinity Rodman was absolutely incredible in this game. There was a, a moment. I, I forgot who it was that she nutmegged, but she nutmegged somebody. She froze this is, inac- this is like, bro, this is extra time. You're like, yeah. you got to just connect a couple Where do you get this energy from? <laughs> You're probably <laughs> yeah. tired. 
<laughs> no, she was like, she she is um, a player, and, and for for as a rookie, yeah. I mean, we spoke to her before the season even started, and and you you don't even you didn't get the sense that the moment was too big for her. She's the no, second no, no. Uh, pick in in the, in the first round. And, and and she simply looked like a like she's been playing there for years. She's been playing as a professional for years. Looked comfortable and and is 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 the reason why the spirit have a very very strong chance in in uh, winning a trophy this season. Man, she's yeah. she's really really that incredible. And put up a beautiful post about uh, her relationship with her father. So check that out if you haven't. That's really yeah, yeah. It's very mature of her for sure. Yeah yeah. All right, I think we need to uh, take some time to really pat ourselves on the back. You know, really say, take the time to say shouts to us from time uh-huh. to time because this is uh, a toot our own horn, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a, a perfect opportunity because uh, we just had Midge Purse on the show uh, recently, Margaret Purse, as some some say. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, lost in the playoffs. Uh, uh, you know, to to the Red Stars, but got a call up. Uh, back to the U.S. Women's National Team, but there, there's a, there's a, a, a different, there's a little wrinkle, okay, because she got called back up as a forward. The Cooligans bump is real, folks. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago when we, we when she uh, did this show, we did a Galasso gift with her. Alexis gave her that scenario where if she made this fictional hypothetical penalty that Vlaco said, "All right, you get to play on the Women's National Team at whatever position you want to play." And boom, uh, what happened? So look, it all happened. I say, <laughs> all I got to say is, uh, Vlaco, thanks for watching. Yeah, I'll, thank I'll, you for I'll, listening. you enjoy our program. <laughs> Homie. Also, not just listening, but thank you for paying attention. You know? You we know, really try to give you, we try to give the audience a feeling of what the fans are thinking. You know what right. I mean? And, and you, you took know, that Vlaco, to heart. Vlaco is watching the show with, with Vlaco's notebook, as, uh, as you see him at every game. Uh, uh, he's taking down notes. He's like, okay, I see what I, I see what my players are requesting. All right. Mm. And you know what? The Her performance on the show was so hilarious and entertaining that, you know what? I, she's earned this role. I will give right. her an opportunity. So she I like to think playing. as soon as that show aired, he picked up the phone and was like, yo, what position you want to play? Go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> And she was like, coach. And he's like, well, I'm not going to let you do that. But pick a different one. <laughs> okay. I think I, I've given you too much freedom to make this right, I'm going to hang up and then call you right back. <laughs> and then we're going to try this again. <laughs> uh, but no, man, this is uh, a, a pretty wild. I mean, you know, uh, uh, from time to time, we, we wonder, like, who's who's watching? How much influence do we really have on the, the American soccer sphere? And you know what? It seems to be we're we're out here picking the formations and the tactics uh, for the uh, our, our national team. So pretty okay. impressive of us. We're finally getting the level of respect <laughs> and influence we've always wanted. We've known we've deserved. So now that we know we have this power, look out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's a uh, um, you know everybody just be on the lookout for uh, the, the, the the head coach tandem of of the. Cool Vemo <laughs> us and tell us who you want to play in what position. <laughs> we'll take care of it for you. <laughs> honestly, that's honestly the best way to influence our decisions. Okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> Being influencers, we need to be influenced. You know. In fact, maybe we should have a national team player because uh, for the men's team, because uh, the men's team is about to play Mexico. 
You know what I mean? Maybe mm. we can influence a little something. They're like, yo, why is Weston McKenney up at Stryker? And we're just sitting back <laughs> counting money. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, yes, we have we have Berhalter in our pocket. Okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, so look, the, the women's national team is going to be playing two matches uh, against uh, Australia. Uh, so is, a, a lot of new players are getting uh, some opportunities. Uh, so that's going to be exciting. Men's national team playing this week against Mexico uh, World Cup qualifier and uh, really you know with with how we've played uh, uh, you know how the U.S. has played against Mexico in, in this summer you kind of expect more of the same you know the, the the Mexican team a lot more veterans older players the U.S. men's team is just young hip everybody's doing TikTok dances, right? Okay. They're all uh, savages. Uh, <laughs> all right, Mex- Mexico national. This still on Facebook, bro. Nah, I, or, or nah. Meta, whatever you want to call it. They're <laughs> like, yo, this didn't pop up in my Facebook stories. And we're like, ew, he's using <laughs> Facebook stories. Okay, what? <laughs> Damn, I low. What you doing, dog? You're holding the phone wrong, b. You know, they got that new flip phone from Motorola. Right. Ew. <laughs> so, ew. Uh, so that, yeah, that game is uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, in uh, U.S. Mexico, and we're going to be talking about it uh, with Jay Demerit, uh, so who, who's played in some uh, some of those rivalry matches. So let's hear what he has to say. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode. We just want to break in with a word from one of our sponsors. Actually, it's us, and it's our Twitch channel. That's right. You know, you've seen us on on Fubo TV. You've seen you've listened to us on the podcast. Maybe you've uh, clicked like on one of our personal seductive photos on Instagram. Okay. You know how we love those body pics. <laughs> okay. We're trying to, we know the game. All right. We're not going to. Anything for, for likes and views, baby. Yo, that that's, you know, that's, that's what you got to do nowadays. But we're also on Twitch. We live stream uh, every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Or Prem Show, uh, but we do other stuff as well. We do watch alongs. Uh, we, you know, we 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 uh, interview people. Uh, it's a, we play FIFA, uh, and we're gonna be doing a lot more stuff on there. So join us on Twitch. Hit the follow button. It is free. That's right. So just go to twitch.tv slash soccer cooligans or make it easy for yourself and just go to eltwitch.com. That's e l t w i t c h e dot com, and that'll bring you right to our account. And hit that follow button right now. What you waiting for? All right, Christian, our guest is finally here. And oh, what an honor. Uh, quite uh, honored, all right? Not, yeah. Not only I mean, because, you, of obviously, his incredible career, uh, you know, but also, we, you know, him and I, we have a little beef to settle, okay? So. I, a, little, a little clap back must be had. Well, the reason for that is if you don't know who Jay Demerit is, well, I can't believe you're even watching the show. <laughs> Uh, you know, legend for the U.S. men's national team was with Watford. And I mean, I don't want to say the reason he probably won't take credit for it, but his goal put them in the Premier League. OK, and got him in Elton John's cell phone. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the, no, the man happiest about the 5-2 win over Everton. The one, the only Jay Demerit, everybody. Jay, what's up, man? Salute. Gentlemen, how are we? Salute to you. Yes, it, it is. Um, you know, it's nice to see you uh, in, you know, on on nicer terms. All right. Because we <laughs> yes, the last time I, I did to you, you were hanging out with the Lexus Guerreros at the Premier League uh-huh. Fan Fest. Everton was comfortably winning two to one against Watford <laughs> Football Club. I was quite happy. I was, I was excited about another three points. I was I was happy about all the fans that were in Los Angeles about to celebrate. And then the, the next 20 minutes. 
I, I don't know what happened. Give a you know, four or five goals, and, and then I get a message from you gloating, boasting even <laughs> yes, about, it was great. about this victory. Uh, so it's nice <laughs> to see you on you know, more polite terms, Jay. Well, you know, it, you, very rarely do we score five, so I got to take those advantages when I get them, <laughs> and uh, you know, I got to take advantage of that. You know, not not many. I don't think we ever beat Everton at, at Everton, so I got to, you know, you got to take those moments, boys. You know that. Okay. So I, you okay. Gotta, well, I, dis- I needed. I, I, I disagree. And, and we were we were at the Pan Fest having a good time, and I probably had had one too many uh, one too many mimosas, <laughs> so I was ready to. It was. After you. It was just the perfect time to walk in in a room where I see Jay Demarest celebrating 5-2 against Everton. And I was like, oh, I've got to get this on camera. Uh, this is perfect. Uh, but it's great to see you, man. Uh, how are you doing? I know, uh, you, you know, you obviously you, there's, a, there's a, a lot uh, going on uh, in your career. Like I, like I mentioned, uh, you were hanging out with uh, Alexis in, uh, in Los Angeles. But you got to hang out, uh, you know, with Watford fans. And, and you are the ambassador, the North American ambassador for Watford Football Club. So We'll talk about your career in the past, but right now, this, the, 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 jo- the job, the, the responsibility of growing the Watford footprint, what has that been like for you now in, in, you know, in your post-playing career? Well, I think I, I, don't, I don't know, Alex, if you were counting, but there was, I think there was only six jerseys of the, of the 6,000 that, that came okay. for the weekend. So I got a lot of work to do, put it that way. Uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I just love the opportunity to, to continue to work for such a great club at, at Watford. You know, they um, they very much are, are a community built place. They, you know, they have a little bit of fame, but also just a lot of a lot of community built love that, you know, I, I grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's why I grew up in a community built sport place. And, and so I think my my relationship with Watford it always has always been that it, it's been community built. It, it's fun to represent that community and, of course, grow the game here in North America. There's still so much growth we can do. Uh, we got to keep Watford in the Premier League. Obviously, that helps. Uh, you can't get someone to support a team that's not going to be there every year. Right, I guess right. that's the hardest thing you got to start selling with the North American market. Um, but that being said, you know the stories are there. The Elton John stories are there. Everything's there. It's just about you know staying in the league and being a team that actually uh, can compete. And, and and so far, so good. You know, I, I think the Watford, as anyone who pays attention to the Premier League, has had. 17 managers in 10 years uh they 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 have players in a revolving door because of that and so everton has had some of those managers right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of back and forth (laughs) exactly and so you know it's hard to hard to keep that you know that staple point in there but you know we're looking hopefully ranieri will work hopefully he can uh, he can tinker around as much he wants but with the same players for once you know what i mean it's hard to build hard to build that team from a foundation if you don't keep players around and so I think that that's going to be the goal for this season keep the players stay in the league and then have Randy Arias take us to survival for a year and a year and then, then, I'll, then next year there'll be 50 Waterford jerseys at the, uh, <laughs> there we go actually here's a quick way to get more American fans why does the badge have a moose in it but you nicknamed the bees <laughs> what the hell's going on out. good question I can answer that uh, the, the stag uh, it represents the county which is Hertfordshire which is like a stag or a deer and so that represents the county where Watford is just on the northwest of London and then the the mascot is Harry the Hornet and so the bees are what they are but in their mascot it represents the county that they're in gotcha all right it's a little confusing (laughs) it is you know (laughs) like at Arsenal it's it's a cannon but if their nickname was if it's a cannon but if their nickname was the pacifist you'd be like I'm a little confused (laughs) why you need the cannon for (laughs) you know so so uh, Jay you did just mention uh, you are from Green Bay uh, Wisconsin and look it'd be difficult to not talk about 
the the Packers. And I know this is a soccer show, but let's talk about football, as we call it out here. <laughs> uh, look, obviously, the news is all about Aaron Rodgers and him. Uh, and uh, I, I, it's hard to even sort out all the details, but he's not playing. Right. right? Tested positive for COVID. And then and now Joe Rogan is all is in the news. OK, even more than usual. <laughs> but as a Packers. Dr. Joe, I think it's Dr. Joe Rogan. I believe it's yeah, apologies for. What's my copay for listening to the show? I was just calling him Mr. Joe Rogan for years. You know, so disrespectful. But as a Packers fan, what? How are you supposed to feel with the madness that that's going that's playing out in the national media with the with the Packers? Well, I mean, I don't think there was a better time to beat the Chiefs than this weekend. But we didn't have our starting quarterback, so you know, again, I know Green Bay people are are a little bit upset. I mean, it's a weird time, man. Like, it's so crazy to even think that we, you know, that people are playing and not playing based on something, you know, like a like a vaccine. Like, we never would have thought we would be here, but we are. And uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, fans just want to see their teams win. Like, we don't care how we get there in the end. You know, if Jordan Love comes in and throws three touchdowns and you know, it's a whole nother narrative and a whole nother thing that could have happened. But at the end of the day, you know, we understand the power of Aaron Rodgers and, and what he brings to that team to, to, to how you go and make playoffs and potentially challenge for Super Bowls. It's, it's through him, you know, and I think at the end of the day, you have wide receivers, but if they can't, you know, if they're not, they're not getting delivery from Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the best to ever do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Put anybody in there and, and no, and Packers fans aren't going to be happy because you can't replace the dude. You can't, it's almost impossible. So the, that's hard. It's hard when you, when you, when, you know, fans are looking at it saying, well, we want to win. That's our team. And then you go, well, Aaron, you got to do what's best for the team. Yeah. I think we're like, well, I'm still me and I'm still doing what's best. (laughs) Right. We're we're going to need, the Packers need to draw up a play where they lateral literally the needle with the vaccine to Aaron. Right, right, right. (laughs) And he uses it. (laughs) Pfizer 42. (laughs) Pfizer 42. Uh, by the way, I just do want to confirm. Uh, I know you're a really big Packers fan, but you can't change the fact that they lost they, to the Chiefs. They did lose, I guess. 7 <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, they beat the I Chiefs. Know. I was like, actually, it was a pretty rough chance. one. I know, but think about that. that. I mean, last year, the Chiefs would have ran them 38-zip. But, yeah. you know, and again, the Chiefs are in a bit of a slump right now. So, that again, my, my point was, like, you had the best chance in, in the last couple of years right, to right. beat the Chiefs. And, and, yeah. and, and we couldn't do it. We <laughs> one of my favorite side notes. There. About that game is, I forget the guy's name, who was the uh, first time uh, starter, a quarterback. The Chiefs put his mom and his sister in the last possible seats in the stadium. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's like a drone shot, too. If you watch the shot, too, it's like it starts with them and it's like zooms right in on them. And they're like literally top two seats in the whole stadium. It's funny because you would never do that in the Premier League. Like, you know, in, in in England, you would never do something like that. You'd, You'd always show like reverence to the other player, and there's you know all that here. They're like, put him in the last possible seat, oh, and they really were. As far as hey, I can I'm, go. Buddy, I'm buddies with the, uh, a guy that uh, played for played for the Seahawks, and and so a couple years ago, he was a tight end for the Seahawks. He they played at Lambeau Field, so I'm like, I I get caught, you know tickets and pay 160 bucks or whatever, but I'm like, well, my buddy's coming. He doesn't know anyone in Green Bay. I'm like, Dad, let's go get his tickets because I'm like, they can't be that bad. You know what I mean? Like whatever. And so get free tickets, go to the thing. And I'm telling you, same. Top, <laughs> top, top 
top row Z corner. And I'm like trying to press my dad. I got tickets from like one of the players. You know what I mean? He's like, I can buy better seats, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you win better seats in a Coke can. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, don't get them from the players. Okay. Let me ask you about where where do you think um, the American player is today? Because obviously you had a great career. You got a chance to play with the men's national team. And we want to ask you a little bit about that. But a lot's changed since you played. If I remember the movie uh, correctly, you sent letters to a lot of English teams trying to get trials, and you ended up going out there and finding a trial on your own. Things are a little different now. You know, one, we don't send letters anymore. It's an email. And two, or maybe you slide into DMs. And two, now American players are just getting bought after one game in MLS. How different is that? And are you excited? What do you think is going to Will it continue to happen? What do you think happens in the future? I think it's a good, I think it's a really good question in, in all honesty. And I think we've, I think we've turned a corner. I got to be honest, you know, like the last, you know, group of the U S national team players, they were all playing in Europe, but what I say all the time, they weren't influencing their clubs. They were just there. You know what I mean? They were playing week in week out, but maybe they weren't contributing or they weren't starting. And there's a difference between being a European player and being someone that's lifting trophies for your club in Europe or captaining your team in Europe. You know, like our generation was like, you know, I was captain of Watford, Bocanegra was captain of Fulham, Timmy was captain of Everton, you know, a lot of these, these are, you know, again, Steve Trundle, captain of Hanover. We had, we had these characters that were leaders on their teams too. And, and, and I think the last run of the, you know, that haven't qualified for World Cups, those, you know, we had, you're relying your full leadership abilities on, on, on like the politics and the next generation. They weren't ready yet. Now they are, but they're on now part of the reason why they're ready is because they've gone and got great club opportunities, but are thriving at their clubs. They're getting minutes, they're lifting trophies, they're doing the things that you bring that leadership into a US locker room. Now it's a different story. And so what I see is this transition now where the leaders are actually real, and the talent is still there. And so now it's, I, I, I see that hopefully we've turned a corner now again, we'll find out this week and the weeks after where that resolve is, they've showed it this summer. I got to be honest, I was impressed with, with the resolve they showed the, with the ability to win games. Again, I say this all the time about the last group. You can't go to Trinidad and win. You don't get to go to the World Cup. That's simple. That's you go. You, you can't win those games. You don't deserve to be there, in all honesty. And, and so, yeah. you know, you got to win the big games, but you need the characters and the leaders to do so. And, and, and for the first time in a long time, I've seen leaders in that locker room that are delivering when they need to, lifting trophies for their clubs and being contributors for 365 not the other way around you know you go play in europe and you get to play six games a season and but you're at a premier league team or you're playing for you know borussia Dortmund, but you're not playing and you're not really because when you come in for the national team game you're you're not sharp you're not at it and ready to beat trinidad and trinidad and so what i like about this new group is that yeah yeah i mean i I like even the point you made about the 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 captains that played in europe you uh wofford uh bocanegra tim howard chirondolo uh it it says something about the sort of that american resolve like almost the captains the generals similar to the generals who who saved england and germany from from their own demise you know what i mean there's something there's something there about that american character add demerit to that list (laughs) you'd be speaking german if it wasn't for jay Uh, norwegian maybe or danish yeah (laughs) when when you look at but there's an opportunity now, and it's being talked about. Supposedly, it's already in, in in motion that there may be a World Cup every two years. You obviously got a chance to play in a couple. What are what are the odds that 
first of all, are you for a World Cup every two years? And is it just to get a chance to play in more of them? Is that really is that really why so many players seem to be kind of for it? Yes, I think that's that's why uh, because they're definitely notches on your belt, and and also if you have a four year period, there's a big group of players that might miss out on that because in that four years, so much can change. You know, squads change, managers come in, players come in and out of form, so you got to really hit the timing right to ride that wave into a World Cup. You know, you look at some guys, you know, that didn't make the World Cup team. You know, in my years, like these guys played for three straight years, went through qualifying, gets to the end of that hurdle, and then they're like, oh, sorry, we're not bringing you. The, the joy to the player is that every two years you get that chance again. And so I can see that's why players want to do it because that that's the ultimate notch on every belt you get world cup. Like you play in that, that's the ultimate goal for any professional footballer. It's not the contract that is number one. And I, you know, I get from the player's perspective, I'm stoked because they get, there will be more notches on that belt and that experience for the player, that experience for how do you grow this game in America will help us. It will. Right. Because you, you play in World Cups, you get more confidence. You play in 10 of them, and now all of a sudden you're a legend in a whole new, another way. And so the whole idea is that, yes, for the players, I'm not an XC for it. I, I still think that it, it puts it off a different pedestal now. Like, it's not this thing that happens every four years and we crescendo to, and it's like, you deserve to be here. It took two and a half years to get here. Qualifying takes almost two and a half years to get there. Yeah. And so, and, and, and I've been through World Cup qualifying. It sucks. It's super hard. It's travel. It's all these things. It, it's, it's back to back to back games, going back to your club, playing back to back to back, and then coming back and playing back to back to back. So I always tell these stories about like jet lag. You know, my friends would tell me they're so jet lagged when they get home from Taiwan. And I'm like, do you want to know about jet lag? <laughs> we, we used to play, I used to play on a Saturday for Watford. Fly to Miami on a Sunday for a World Cup qualifier in Mexico on a Wednesday. Train Monday, train Tuesday morning, fly to Mexico City Tuesday night, get no sleep because there's a party going on until 5 a.m. And then you wake up, you wake up in the morning in your hotel, you play at 15,000 feet in Mexico City, you leave on Thursday afternoon to fly back to Europe, you land Friday morning because of the time difference, and you play another game for Watford on Saturday. Right. And you're going to tell me that you're jet lagged. <laughs> And, and your brain's like, I'm not exactly sure what time it is, but I think part of us is going to go to sleep. Yeah, no idea. Yeah. It, it, it's giving very strong, you know, back in my day, we used to walk through, you know, we used to go to school walking through the snow, through, through uphill, uphill, both ways. Both ways. <laughs> but it's, exactly. it's very, very accurate, obviously. Uh, the, well, uh, again, those guys are on the same schedule right now. You know, again, they're all doing it. I'm, I'm not comparing, like, you know, but one of those things, like, they're all doing it right now. And, and, and again, I just have the ultimate respect for that. Yeah. Because I think that the fan in the seat that, gets jet lag doesn't know why they're complaining about that national team loss. Well, and I can tell you why it's because that, that person's played three games in seven days in front of 50,000 people and has 26 hours of flights in between. Yeah, and that's why you know U- U.S. men's national team. They you know they what the, the loss against like Panama. It, it was like one of the these games where we're just like we should beat Panama in Panama. Like it, we're just clearly the better team on paper, uh, but that isn't how it works out. And you imagine that some of these factors like come into play. Uh, and, and I do I, so. Let's talk real quick. I want to talk about U.S. Mexico is obviously happening uh, this week. Um, you know we we've defeated Mexico. Pretty regularly these last couple uh, last couple matches this this summer was I think very exciting for a U.S. men's national team fan as far as the rivalry it feels like you know we're, we're we are turning a corner uh, in this rivalry a little bit. Uh, what do you expect out of this match? I know the World Cup qualifiers are just a little bit different than than cup competitions, uh, but what, what do you expect in this uh, this uh, upcoming match? 
Uh, hopefully the same. You know, I just I love the rivalry as much as anybody. You know, I think uh, Mexico again is is coming in probably better form, but they, you know, they. I think at this time of the year, I like these games where you like go to Cincinnati and you play in the cold and like that. That it's all part of it. It's the same reason yeah. we go to the Mexico and, and and have a party outside our hotel room for for eight hours. It's the same. Like we have to find our advantages somewhere, and I think. You know, that's what I love about World Cup qualifying and I love about this rivalry because you got to find your advantage. This is advantage U.S. right now. you got to win this game and that's that's part of the journey, 100%. you got to be Mexico right. at home. You have Do to. you have any any memories that stand out for you playing against Mexico? Uh, yeah, it was the other way. pops in your head? Yeah, that was uh, Azteca Stadium. You know, again, this similar moment where we had a World Cup qualifier there. Uh, I remember that week. It's like the craziest week I probably ever had. Because, right? again, we were Watford game. And then I had never played at that high of ele elevation before. And everyone you know, knows Azteca Stadium is that, it, you know, like I think it's. Yeah, it's up there. It's, it's like 13,000, 14,000 feet. And so it's like this, like a bomb hits you in warm-ups. You're like, what the, f you know, there's <laughs> two oxygen tanks for every, like you share it with your locker partner. And you come into the locker room and you're like, <gasps> you can't breathe and you're just warming up. Like, you're like, how are you going to get through this 90 minutes? And you climatize yourself a little bit. But at the end of the day, because again, we don't fly into Mexico until the day before. So there's no real climatization. You're not really training yeah. too much in it to kind of get your levels back up. And so it's kind of this quick hit. That's why no one really wins at Azteca. But at the end of the day, it was this unique experience because you come there. It was a big game. Charlie Davies scored in the ninth minute, I think. And, and we went, I've never heard 87,000 people dead quiet before, you know, and I could, and then, so that was, that's what I remember about that game is like hearing this like eerie dead quiet feeling when we go one nil up and then they had a bar down volley on the 20, like from the 25 to tie it up. And I've never seen 87,000 people so crazy. And so it's like <laughs> that whole idea just sums up the Mexican rivalry right there. <laughs> All in one game. Did they ever, did you ever have like one of those conca cafe experiences where they set off like fireworks or like, you know, gave you point like bad food or something. <laughs> so the players would get sick. Did you ever get any of that experience? Yeah, I mean, the fireworks are real for sure. Um, you know, the, I always tell people that, you know, the, the, a lot of these stadiums, you see those blow-up tunnels? Those are blowing up for, for a reason. So it's like when you come out of the gate, you're out of projectile range. Those blow-up right, right. tunnels aren't just for advertising. They look like that before, <laughs> but they're not. They're there to, to, to give uh, players another 15 meters, 15 feet. Right. To, uh, to out, of, out of battery range, you know, because you see it. You see them pop down on the ground. You can see them, like, bouncing around you, whatever it is that they're throwing. All that stuff is real. And, and, and again, I always love that. Though. Like, you know, I'm into that kind of stuff. You know, I'm kind of one of those renegade people that likes that. Like, I feed <laughs> off that stuff. You know what I mean? Like somebody is take cares this much, you know what I mean? And that they're going to throw <laughs> their own heads at me. Like, yeah, fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's the thought that counts when it comes to Jay the Mary, you know? yeah. oh, I didn't realize Jay the Mary was into some kinky stuff. Okay. I, I yeah, I, old golden shadow. No, That's where they got the name. Branding. We got our own uh, supporters group. These guys are called the gully squad. These are our supporters. I know Watford has their own. Uh, and they gave us a couple questions here. Uh, Christian, do you have one? Yeah, yeah. First one I wanted to get. This is uh, from a fan. This is from Nixon. Yeah, he asked this question. He said, who was the better player growing up? You 
or your brother Todd. So I don't know the backstory here because I don't know much about your brother Todd, but I guess there's, a, there's, there's something here. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. My brother, he was older. He was, he was three and a half years older. So he showed me the way, but I had a good older brother. He taught me, uh, he taught me a lot about life and, and supported me. So as I got better than him, I had the opportunities to beat him up and I never did. <laughs> okay, that's because very he kind was, of. He was a, he was such a nice nice older brother for me. So I, I, I we, we you held it. back. We keep it. We keep it. So we keep it family. We keep it family around here. Yeah, but uh, very nice. Yeah, he he, uh, he, uh, he was a good. He was a good. Jess Howen wants to know, and Jess Howen being a Colorado Rapids fan, uh, she wants to know. Uh, I don't know if you've watched Ted Lasso. She said, but what did you think of them shortening Wofford to WTF on their fake broadcast? <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. I thought it was kind of interesting, but uh, you know, I'm just I'm just happy to see some positive energy built to, to the sport you know like that's what i love about ted the most you know it's just this whole idea of like we're slowly subtly educating the u.s about right all over there you know like it is and I, uh-huh. I see a lot of similarities in my story you know i came over very naive i didn't really know much but i was nice and i was respectful and i tried to help england like england taught me the game america didn't teach teach me the game you know i was just a, a competitive athlete that took a chance on himself. You know, I wasn't educated in soccer in America. I didn't play soccer full time until I was 18 years old, 19 years old. Like I was, I was just kind of was going from the other side of the track. And so like, I always appreciate how much England can teach you about the game. You know, like, yes, they're brash. Yes, they will tell you anything, even if it's not true to make you lose or to get under your skin or do whatever. But at the end of the day, that's all part of culture. And that's all part of the game at the truest form of what football culture is and soccer culture is around the world. You know, they want to get under your skin. They want to make you feel like you're this big when they're not at near stadium. And that, right. that adds the pressure that adds the environment that adds this whole idea of what it's all about, you know, from the fans perspective of how they're going to get under your skin to the players perspective, of how do you actually, you know, receive that and not make it bother you. And to the, to the whole reason of like, we're all in this together because I'm out on the field, you guys are screaming at me, but I got to love the fact that like, you're trying to get it from me, but I'm like, screw you. Cause this is my, you know, the, the whole idea, you know what I mean? And you care yeah, so yeah. much yeah. and the pressure's real and that's, you know, I hope we get that in America eventually, but we, we're not there yet. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, I mean, I, yeah. Jay, you, you obviously your, your career is, uh, it, you know, you, you set the path for a lot of uh, American players a- after you. I mean, if people haven't seen this documentary about Jay, Mar- uh, Jay Demary as well, you should de- definitely check out. But it, it is uh, uh, incredibly fascinating. I, one, I just out of curiosity, you mentioned people trying to get under your skin. Anything a player ever said to you that 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 you can't get out of your head that you just always remember, whether it was funny or really did kind of seep in? Uh, I mean, Craig Bellamy was the one that really remember Craig Bellamy. Of He's course, a yeah. Welsh, fast guy, but he was like the ultimate chirper. Like, and, and I, <laughs> I wasn't like a trash talker. I was just a competitor. You know what I mean? I, you know, I didn't really join in too much. I just figured I had a job to do, and I didn't want to get into that my yeah. mental state. You know what I mean? And, and so, but but he was the first one that I actually understood that forwards are trying to get you sent off because I got a yellow card when we were playing Liverpool. I, I got a I got a yellow card pretty early. And second, one of my second tackles, I came in and kind of let him know I was still there. You know, like he. And he turned around to me and he like grabs my jersey and he looks at me and he goes, I'm going to fucking get you sent off today. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just this little guy. But I'd never seen, like I'd never understood that mentality. Like I forgot that these guys are trying to get me sent off. Like I just thought, you know, competitive, whatever. 
And I've never thought that intent was so real. I'm like, holy shit, he really is going to try to get me sent off. <laughs> I've never had that be so brutally honest, but so true. And so like, he was the first player for me that kind of trash talked in a way that said, holy cow, these guys are out to get me too. It's not just me yeah, trying yeah. to get yeah. these guys. You know what I mean? It's, so, a, it's, a, <clears throat> it's a psychological game as much as it is. Uh, 100%. Uh, yeah, he, dude. Was, he, was, he was a thorn in everyone's side. Even his teammates hated him. <laughs> 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 you don't even want to train against your <laughs> homie <laughs> alright Jay thank you for answering those questions uh, a couple uh, pieces of business before we let you go Let's. We, uh, I want to get uh, is there anything you want to let people know about uh, before we, we let you go um, I mean maybe what I'm doing now is, is I have this Rise and Shine program off that film that you talk about Rise and Shine was a documentary film in 2011 after the World Cup uh, you know a lot of people heard about my story and people that I didn't even know uh, went to Kickstarter um, donated thousands and thousands of dollars, $223,000. Soccer community and voted uh, and, and donated to, to turn my story into a documentary film called Rise and Shine. Um, and, and that was kind of my whole post-career purpose moment kind of idea where, you know, thousands of people you've never met are given their money to share your story. You better go out and tell it. You know what I mean? And so Rise and Shine has become something so much bigger than me. It's a, it's a youth program. It's a, it's a charity fundraiser, which is a music festival. Um, it's, a, it's a charity. And so we do a lot of charity work. Um, and then now it's, it's where we're actually growing the, the youth program. We work with teenagers, it's a teenage program. Um, and now we're growing it into an app with EA sports. Uh, we're turning, we're getting, we're going to gamify learning like masterclass for teenagers and young adults, college students, things like that, where we can kind of gamify celebrity, uh, hang out with people, cool, cool stories, win things like zoom calls with those celebrities or NFTs based on, uh, those people's lives. Uh, but it's all based like masterclass where we get to hear people's unique stories, but we turn them into three to five minute episodes gears towards like moments of learning about someone's story, someone's experiences, good, bad, ugly. It doesn't matter. It just depends on the per person or the brand. Um, but we're, but then it's all gamified. So you win stuff for it. You can, you can take quizzes about what you just watched to give yourself points to cash out on cool stuff you want, like coffees and shoes and limited jerseys. And EA's actually given us a, a jersey to put in FIFA. As a Rise and Shine jersey, we're going to get our first ever Rise and Shine that's jersey in the awesome. game, boys. And that's so, crazy. Um, yeah, that's going to be the reward that people are going to learn by learning about how FIFA 22 was made. And so we're going to go behind the scenes with engineers, 3D animators, and learn about how the video games actually made. And then you get the jersey unlocked once you complete the lessons. And so okay. as you can see, it kind of gamifies learning, but in, a, in, a, in a more unique way. And certainly gives uh, young people what they want, and that's free stuff. That's amazing! <laughs> oh <Hell> yeah, <laughs> I want free stuff. <laughs> you know, exactly. we never age out of it somehow. Uh, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, I'm like, I could run circles around these dudes, stupid kids. You know what I mean? I'll get all the free stuff. <laughs> so also make sure you shave follow, your beard, uh, look really young. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you follow Jay Demerit, uh on social media, uh, and uh, follow us at Soccer Cooligans and uh, at Football Sports, and subscribe to the Football Sports YouTube channel for uh, full episodes. Of the show, okay. This, uh, so a couple other things. Let's get to our Galasso gift. This is your opportunity to celebrate a goal that we will turn into a gift that will live on the internet forever. Alexis will give you a scenario, and you are uh, free to celebrate it however you like on screen. So, Alexis, what do you suggest? For some reason, you are back on the men's national team. You are headed to Azteca to take part. You're a, you are a backup, backup, backup center back. <laughs> uh, but for some reason, last minute of the game, you get called in. And you're not sure. You're not sure how this is going to go. But Greg Berhalter whispers in your ear, hey, if you score a header on this corner, I'll make sure that Rise and Shine is part of every FIFA video game. But also, there's going to be 12 people with Watford kits at the next uh, <laughs> fantasy uh, Premier League uh, fan fest. You score that header. How do you celebrate? 
Uh, I'll go. Because I'm an Aztec guy, so I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm gonna do the Alan, then I'll do the Alan Shear. Where's my thing? Uh, my Alan Shear runaway. I met Alan uh, at the Fan Fest, the legend that is the one hand approach. Keep it simple. Yeah, you uh, yeah. go USA. You, you you played you played 45 seconds into this match and you are needing oxygen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. you get a record for bringing retired. your oxygen tank with you yeah. on the pitch. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for that, Jay Demerit. Uh, all right, let us end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So, uh, Jay Demerit, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Absolutely honored. So, for Jay Demerit, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. Together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cooligans!